welcome to Comedy Girl Crush Podcast. I'm Kate Siegel. I'm Nikki Urban, and our guest today is one of my best friends and my longtime comedy partner and one of my heroes, Jess Amal Sherry. Jessica, I'm so happy that you're here on this podcast for so many reasons, and I'm I'm not going to get emotional. Like I immediately started getting like, oh God, I'm so happy that I get to talk to you because like that we get to talk to you. I worked with you and known you for such a long time. And yeah, I'm just, I'm very happy. Okay. For many reasons. Anyways. Hi, sorry. Hi for having me. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. I, I'm like seeing Nikki get all verklempt is just like making me verklempt. I feel like this is a cycle that's going to happen. <laughs> I did not in I did not mean to get so just emotional, but it just hit me like so uh Jessica, you are uh, battling cancer and you're fucking kicking ass. Thanks. Uh, I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> so uh so Jess, God, now I like now I'm like, oh God, how do we even like get into an interview with you as somebody I've known for so so long? Um Kate, you asked the first question. <laughs> okay. All right. I actually, I'm just, I feel like you are such a rare breed in this city. And by that, I mean, you are from this city. Like, what was it like to like grow up in LA? And do you, did that like contribute to your desire to perform or like, you have just kind of curious, like, what was it like for you here as a kid? It was cool growing up in LA, I guess. I always just had a desire to act and perform I remember that being little and my and being like I said I want I want to go to Hollywood I want to be in Hollywood or something like that and my mom was like oh we can go to Hollywood and I said we can and she was like yeah we live here like this is where we live like oh oh okay like awesome so you wanted to be a performer before you knew you lived in like the city where that would happen for you. So it was like completely independent pursuit. Yeah. And you were, uh, you were really like business minded. I know we've, we've talked about it. You showed me like your, your, yeah. your like calling, your calling cards from when you were like very young. Can you tell us about that? About how like you, you got into like the acting business uh, at a young age. And it was all you. <laughs> yeah. So it was just basically there were like theaters in town that I really wanted to perform at, but I couldn't because my parents worked all the time. And they were like, we can't take you to rehearsals and we can't take you to this and that and that. So eventually I auditioned for this, like, I think it's basically a scam, but it's <laughs> like, it, it was called like Beverly Hills Studios or something like that. And it was just like this like acting class sort of thing. And so I did that and got a taste for like the on-camera deal. Like, I mean, that was like when I was in junior high and then like through, I went through high school and then there was a guy that was a manager and he had an office in my town. And so I like went to his office, I auditioned for him, he signed me, and I was only 17. And I was like, yes, I've made it, I have a manager, but then no one wanted to call in a 17 year old because they're like, like, you're not an adult, but you're like, not quite a child. You're like, 
very weird gray area. So it's just awful. <laughs> like, and yeah, and, and until I got to where I am now, which has been a battle. In, in what way? In like finding the right reps. I think the first agent I got from that manager was like a scam artist. Like, yeah. He wasn't like a real a agent. He got me one audition and I was out of town for it. And then got me a second audition. And I thought, hey, hey, now I'm rolling. Uh, but <laughs> actually, I got myself that because I was sending out postcards to all the um, casting directors in town. So they called me in based on my postcard, not not on a submission that they sent out because oh. when I got there, they were like, when I got there, they were like, oh, we're trying to find your headshot. This is like back when in the day when things were hard copy. Um, so they're looking through their filing system. Like, oh, oh, I know how I found you. Uh, do you remember this? And she pulls out a file. She opens it up. And she pulls out a little postcard that I mailed. She's like, do you remember this? And I was oh like, my oh my gosh. God, yeah, I sent that. And I was like, oh my gosh, my shitty agent never sent me out for this. Like <laughs> I got this yeah. by promoting myself. Uh, so yeah, it's been like several years of finding the right representation. To get to this point, I mean, I'm still a struggling actor, but yeah, I mean, yeah, but you've had some, you've, you've gotten to work on some, some pretty cool stuff, like the jump it's right. I uh, was um, listening uh, to the some of the jump it's music earlier just because I had not heard of it, like, and I, it's so good, <laughs> it's so good, <laughs> and like so fun. I want to join in two. 2011 I think or 10 I don't know but yeah it was what a like crazy world when that show was or that that job was all the rehearsals were in San Diego so we had to commute like three days a week to go to rehearsals and we got to travel so much being able to go to Europe and like, did you find that you guys had like a lot of European fans? Well, it wasn't necessarily European fans. We did have some, but we performed on the military bases. Oh. Um, we had different crowd sizes, sometimes really big and sometimes like really tiny, but they were so cute. <laughs> <A little laughs> and they get so shy when like, because we always have to sign autographs like at the end of each show here's my little autograph you know what I mean like here's my little yeah it was it was so much fun it was like it was so fun that I could ignore the like annoying parts about it if that makes sense. Uh, yeah what, what were some of those annoying parts being told I need to lose weight oh yeah, damn I, which is like which is such like such bullshit. Like if you look at these videos of you from the jump edge, you're like, you're like a little slip of a thing. I know. I'm so skinny back then. I know they cast me and then they were like, okay, we got to have a serious conversation. I need to get a commitment from you that you're going to lose weight. They were like, because 
you know, our brand promotes being healthy and active. Like we need to make sure that you're setting the right example for the kids. And so I was like, sure. Yeah. You know, I'll do whatever I need to do. And, um, cause you're like, how old at this point? I think I was 24. Yeah. 24, yeah. So I, yeah, I went and saw a nutritionist and, um, got on a, on a diet regimen and like lost a bunch of weight. That's like, that was 2010. You said it was 2011, 2011. So it's crazy just cause I feel like the conversation around, you know, our bodies and body positivity has come so far in that amount of time. Yeah. Like I look back at some of the things that were acceptable in 2010, 2011, and it just blows my mind that that was only 10 years ago that we were like, that's normal. That's a normal conversation. Like that's, it's, oh my gosh, that's insane. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and, and the, the fact that it wasn't just the one conversation about, about me losing weight, it was like three conversations in one day. It was like, I had the conversation with my producer in person. And then she called me on the phone on my way, on my drive home from San Diego back uh, after rehearsal. And then she, the next day we had our, um, our wardrobe fitting and at, at the wardrobe fitting, she's like, I really need a commitment from you. And I was just like, whoa, lady, I told you so many times that I, I'm going to do this. Like, why are you still like harassing me about it? Like, yeah, I can't like lose the weight in a blink of an eye. Like, right. Oh my gosh. Have you looked, have you looked her up? Do you, do you know where she is now? Like yeah, she's working with kids. No, I think we're Facebook friends. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. That's tough. So like, so you did that, but then like short, shortly after the jump bits was when you like, you really got into comedy comedy. Like, how did you get like, get from like, okay, I'm an actor. I'm going out there. I'm on this, like, you know, this, this kids, I'm dancing, singing. Like, how did you get from there to comedy? Yeah, so I started getting paid, um, which was awesome. um, (laughs) And I had money spent. So I signed up for an improv class at UCB. And I loved improv. Like even before I took UCB, I loved improv, like from college. Uh, So that's how I met Leanne. And then we formed Just Mimsy. Yeah, uh, Leanne Bowen. Yeah, Leanne Bowen. We went to film school together. Yeah. So tell us about film school. Like you went to AMDA here in Los Angeles, right? Yeah. I went to AMDA. And for those that don't know, AMDA stands for the American Musical and Dramatic Academy. And I graduated there after two years. And then I started going to the Art Institute. And that's where I met Leanne. I think Leanne like thought I was like a crazy bitch. Like I think she thought I was like, (laughs) crazy because like she was in a younger grade than me I guess Mm -hmm. there's not really grades in college but like she started the program after me and I was turning in my equipment one day and she worked at the desk where you collect your like you get your equipment and we're bringing everything back and I had a huge production and it was just so much stuff and we're like and, we, and mind you, we had rented from several rental companies in California. So we were like been driving all day, returning stuff. So we're just exhausted at this point. We're just like fried. And 
they had like some weird clamp thing and they were and and Leanne was like oh this is broken and my ex-boyfriend was like so mad and she's like give me that thing and he like put it back together he's like there it's not broken and she was like oh okay (laughs) I'm like oh that poor girl thinks I'm like such a huge bitch (laughs) (laughs) and then you end up with this like later on in this improv class with her yeah yeah we're in an improv class together and I'm like I swear I'm not evil (laughs) (laughs) and then she was like hey I'm gonna start a practice group do you want to do it I was like yeah sure and that's how I met Nikki yeah oh dang Uh, yeah I think I've heard about this practice group uh, yeah, it was just just Mimsy, and it was Jessica, Leanne, me, and Tiffany Alleman, and we started as an improv team, just, like, practicing, and then, like, we did some shows, and then we were like, let's do sketch, because I think we had all, like, started taking sketch classes and stuff, and we were like, let's start doing this. And then... Yeah, I, I wasn't in a sketch class when we started writing sketches. I had, I don't, I did not realize that, because you were writing really funny sketches, so... Oh, that's wild. Okay, cool. I don't know. What was Just Mimsy like for you? Oh, I loved it. I think I think Just Mimsy was like, it was weird. It was like, I'm like part of this community, but not part of this community, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. I was like still like one foot out the door. I was like, like you weren't fully committed yet to like that as your career. Is that fair to say? Yeah, that's fair to say. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, when, like, I officially got noticed that the Jump It's was, like, completely over, I was like, okay, well, I have this comedy thing that I'm trying to do. (laughs) 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 Like, I thought my career was going to go this way, but I guess it's going to go this way. That's when I'm like, things got weird. I (laughs) I hired an agent. Had a not so nice communication with her. Wait, so uh, how did okay. you did you fire her over a phone, over email? It was over email. I, you know, things had slowed down with the jump it's. And then we found out that it was like they dissolved the corporation and it wasn't happening anymore. And I was really sad, but I was like, okay, on to the next. Like, let's do this. And that's literally what I said to my agent. And she's like, she got really mad that I said on to the next. And like, she responded like, well, with all due respect, on to the next means just keep getting me more auditions without more bookings. And mind you, I I found the jump. It's like, I'm I'm the one who submitted myself to it and, and got that audition myself. Every week I'd get paid and she was getting money for me. And I was like, whoa, like I was just, so like what like what is wow so I um wrote her back and I was like you know with all due respect I think (laughs) time has come to an end wishing you all the best and then and then she wrote back she was like you have to understand how it is for me how um my side of the thing my side of this like I get you all these auditions and if you don't book like I don't get paid and and I'm like yeah that's that's the entertainment industry, honey. Like, yeah, what do like, you? That's your what, job. That's yeah, literally that's your job. job. Yeah. yeah, like you chose this, right? What that, do you want? 
go into that real happens. estate if you want like a consistent freaking like just yeah like what do you <laughs> what am I supposed to say to that I'm kind of blown away that an agent would say to an actor, you have to understand this from my perspective. Like one job isn't significantly more stressful and harder than the other. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it's like, think about this from an actor's perspective though. Like, this is all I want to do in my life. And I just want to get these jobs. Like, what do you think? Right. I mean, I'm just trying not to get the job. I'm like, right. Like you've said that it's been its own battle to get like your reps and to find good reps. Did you go through other agents and tell you about the reps you have now? What's that process been like for you? Yeah. So then I I went to um my next agent after that and she was good. Um I like I booked one job. I booked a commercial through her that I got cut out of. So, <laughs> uh, and then now I'm with Brain and they're awesome. I love them. And then my manager is Emerge Management and they are really supportive and really sweet. Uh, I too am with Brain and also really enjoy them. I was just telling Kate, uh, Kate how much I, I was like, ah, oh, man, I love my agent. Like, like, they have such a mentality of like, you kind of like, you handle your own shit like you'll you'll be as successful as the work you put in right uh, is their sort of mentality and they're like we'll keep putting it out there if you really really fuck up then maybe maybe not but for the most part they're like they're pretty chill and get a lot of get a lot of clients so they are really chill they are like I feel like if I if I book out and then they get me an audition and I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. I booked out for this. I'm going to be out of town or whatever. They'll be like, oh, we're so sorry. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, have a great trip. Blah, blah, blah. Whereas like my previous agent would be like, oh, can't you just try to make it to this audition? And it's like, no, I'm, I have a flight. I'm trying to catch like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. the unreasonable, like, yeah, they're really cool. They're chill. Yeah. Yeah. And both, both Jess and I got, uh, got signed with Rain on a, uh, I guess like a recommendation from Roy Shockley. Yeah. Uh, me, you, and Kate, whose episode dropped last week, we all got signed through being recommended by another person who was signed with them and with, with Roy Shockley. And I feel like that really just goes to show like, it's really, it is really, really important to do do good work and work well with people. Because uh, that's, you know, we had a good good reputation from Fembot PhD and from like working with Royce that like he felt confident to say like hey these would be people who work great on your roster and it's true I feel like we've we've done we've done well for free (laughs) yeah we do good work so agents aside you are such a you are such a natural clown and comedian and the characters that you you come up with are just so funny and so wild and honest I mean you're my favorite person to like write stuff with and to like goof around with because you have uh this brain that is like so full of play like you have a real sense of play and a natural clown and was there a point that you realized in when you know when we're you're starting to do more comedy more improv 
sketch that you were like, oh, this is my this is my place. Yeah, I I think somewhere in there, I just realized like that that's what I am. I'm a clown. Like I can do drama, yeah, blah blah, but like it's just not as fun. Like, yeah, <laughs> so much more fun being silly. Um, uh, do you have a favorite character that you've played or written, or do you have like a favorite? kind of sketch that you got to do either with Fembot or you know just on your own yeah there's so many sketches that I love characters Quint from Jaws is one of my yes. favorites <laughs> um, okay. do you think you could give us a little bit I'm like yeah sure I can Quint from Jaws yeah <laughs> I like to do um basically any of the characters I did in that character show what a character uh, yeah what a character um like the my gambling old lady character or Tarek yeah so tell, <laughs> or, tell us about Tarek oh yeah Tarek is like a single bachelor online trying to find his future wife and he's just like a real like crappy guy like he's been living with his parents like way too long and so he's just trying to find a woman on on a dating site what was the what was where was the inspiration he wants to find a nice wife that was like so borat (laughs) (laughs) the inspiration was just like my family i guess i guess i don't know what the initial like how did i come up with that i don't remember but like some of the things like are inspired by my grandmother like in the monologue I'd say something like uh you like to play soccer I hate soccer soccer mocker and like soccer mocker is something that my grandma says about my <laughs> uh, uh so you're speaking of your family so um you're a half Palestinian and right and you're you have like a, a pretty big family out here uh uh, awesome events with great food uh I love going to events that, with your family because I'm like oh the food is so good uh but tell us tell us about how that's influenced uh influenced you in like uh your your comedy and creativity mm-hmm. yeah I'm half Palestinian it's a good time I guess uh, <laughs> <laughs> If you're not fighting with the other side, I have no problem with the other side. When I was 21-ish, when I around the Jump It's time, I got invited to be part of this peace program where they brought together Palestinians and Israelis, and we did conflict resolution. Oh. Uh-huh. And I was brought as a filmmaker to film the whole situation out there in Norway. The the people who founded the project were Norwegian. So I met a lot of really lovely Israelis and um and Palestinians. And we worked on relationships and peace and this, you know, whole situation with conflict resolution. And I went to Israel and we had Shabbat with my my friend and his husband and his family. And the next day, there was a massive protest in uh, Tel Aviv. And uh, they were protesting for peace and uh, like basically to end the occupation. But you don't hear about that here in the United States. Mm -mm. 
mm-hmm. it's like not it's not advertised that they there are people who want peace yeah yeah israel it's like it's unheard of and that there um, are israelis who do view it as an occupation right and like yeah. who acknowledge that i think is important right so it's always difficult here in the states it's because like i don't know sometimes you meet people and they are very opinionated about it and i just mm-hmm. i really do want peace i really think like peace is the only answer but you meet some people who are very like one-sided one side or the other side and so it's really awkward and yeah difficult to talk about being in entertainment and uh like have you had to encounter conflict because of it <laughs> yeah I mean one time I was uh doing a play and we uh had a party at a at a friend's house after like a cast party mm-hmm. and this Israeli girl was there and uh she was kind of just kind of on me like where are you from where are you from where are you from I said I'm from here she said what does that mean I said I'm I was born and raised here right. and and finally I said you know I'm I'm from Israel and she says oh so you're Israeli I said no I'm Palestinian and she says oh so you're not really from there and I what said I said no I'm I'm from here I was born and raised here right and she's like you're not from there and she's getting in my face Whoa! Like, whoa! Chill out, because oh she she's Israeli and she's from Israel, and um, she got really like confrontational with me, and my friends had to like literally pull me back, and they were whoa. like, "Okay, we're gonna get uh-huh. this one out of the kitchen," because I was getting really like, "You want and I don't have problems with any Jewish people or anything. Like I'm really not. I'm not. I'm not someone that fights. I don't get like. I don't get like that. But she just like got yeah. like weird in my face. Like so weird. It was just weird. It's like I have so many Jewish friends, and if if I'm gonna get hung up on someone's religion, like what? Is, I mean, yeah, you can yeah. solve it. Doesn't solve anything. Damn. You know, neighbors and friends. We laugh at the same jokes. You know, like. Yeah, the whole thing when we were there uh, creating these documentaries and and these people writing music together and we we were laughing at the same jokes and telling stories and we all shared similar experiences you know so it's stupid for people to get so angry and like I don't know yeah it's it's bullshit it's bullshit yeah You've had such a cool life. Like you're sort of like a Renaissance woman, right? Where you like, not only do you uh, write and perform comedy, but and you're not just like a triple threat. Like, cause you dance, you sing, you act, you do comedy, you write, you story, uh, you're a storyteller and you used to run a storytelling show. You're also a film producer. Like you can, you can do pretty much any position on a set, including like editing, um and and you like produce like I remember working on you did a short about raving called Plur that was based off of a one woman show that you had done. Where was the inspiration for that care that character that you did this one woman show about? So I used to perform at a theater in North Hollywood called Zombie Joe's Underground, mm-hmm. and it was like a show that they do every December um 
and they ask like some of their main players if they want to be part of it. So I did, I did one like years before, and then I was like, okay, I want to try it again. So they signed me up and I had just gone to a rave with my cousin. And then I came up with the idea to do a character at a rave, but I just like decided to make her totally naive and like, like just very, very inquisitive about like the whole environment. So I'd go from talking into my tape recorder because she's like, she's sort of like an anthropologist, I guess. Mm -hmm. Anthropologist. And so she's like constantly going from talking into her tape recorder, recording what's going on around her and describing all of the costumes and the lights and all the, the whole experience to talking to people in the, in the world, like interacting with people that, that are there at the rave. And then all, all the while, like I had taken the ecstasy and, you know, she starts rolling like throughout the piece. So, um, <laughs> and we like time jumps. So I'd use the tape recorder as like a marker for the time. So it'd be like, it is now 1157 PM. Blah, 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 blah. When you went to the rave, like, is that sort of how you felt in that environment? Like, like a little bit like a, an observer of, uh, uh, this place this experience kind of yeah in a way I think the first time I went I was like it was not what I was expecting like I was like oh I'm at a rave <laughs> like <laughs> I didn't know that that what it was that I bought tickets to I was like oh I really like this uh DJ like I want to go see them perform downtown LA and then <laughs> I showed up with my friend and we were like oh this is like a full-on rave okay <laughs> And it was like, this is awesome. And then I had a friend start dating my cousin and my cousin's like a DJ and stuff. So they were like, we're going to go to this. I'm like, okay, I'm going to come. And that's basically how it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Cause then, then you like, then you also made a short film about like about it. Yeah, uh, I put that online. Yeah, you should. Oh man. So you left Fembot over over a year ago. So so Fembot now now it's over. Now we're like done completely. But you left like like over a year ago and you were like Yeah, I I left um to have my baby. Yeah. And then I like shortly after was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer, um, which I'm battling right now. But I am battling cancer, but I am like on the road to returning to real life I guess like yeah yeah because that's like like you you like you got you went there like like stick out really really bad like you almost died um yeah. and how do you how do you come back from that having gone through like okay now not only do you have this newborn baby like and you're battling cancer and you almost like you almost die like how do you even come back to like comedy after that? Because I know you've done characters since then. Like there, if you go on Jessica's Instagram, you can see like you've done these like characters recently. Like you're getting back out there. You're doing this podcast. You're going out on auditions again. It's like, how do you even mentally get back there? What is that? Yeah, um, I don't know. It's been like a struggle because part of me is like, why am I doing this? Like I should take care of my health and like maybe get a more secure job 
<laughs> but uh, I just have this weird desire. I don't know if it's just the disease or whatever, but to keep acting, <laughs> doing comedy. So uh, I just keep doing it wherever I can. It's hard with the, with uh, my daughter, but we just started her. Today was her first day of daycare. So hopefully um, I'll get to a place where I can do more characters. But um, it's, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a little bit crazy, I think. I think I'm a little crazy for... <laughs> no, I don't, I mean, I don't know that to me is just so telling of like it's just it's just a part of you it's just who you are it's who you've always been and maybe that's not something that like just it that's not something that goes away and like, yeah you've been through you've been through hell like literal like that was like that's hell yeah that you've been through yeah. and like I know and I just can't stop I just can't stop doing it <laughs> it's just like I love comedy so much I love doing it so much it's like oh god <laughs> for all the times that I've been for all the auditions I've gone to that I haven't booked for all the things that they're like oh you're on a veil and you didn't get like I can't stop I just can't stop doing it it's like a drug it's like I love it too much <laughs> What do you love about it? What gets you going? I love the excitement. I love the like the 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 just like the anticipation of like not knowing if I'm gonna get the role or like and just like that that competitiveness that like going there, like showing up there with that like like I don't care about this job. I'm I don't wanna get it. I I don't want this I don't want this job. But then at the same time like having it inside of you of like, fuck you, I'm gonna get this job. <laughs> it's like being relaxed but also being like extremely competitive and on on the inside it's like do you feel like going into the room though and having that like you know relax like it is relaxing to be like I don't need this I don't have to get this I don't want this like as opposed to I think when I first started trying to audition, I would go into rooms being like, I don't belong here. Like, I don't deserve to be here. I don't know why they called me in for this. I've never done <laughs> anything before. I don't know what I'm doing. And I think that like, like, did you ever have that and then sort of switch your thinking on it? Or have you always kind of gone into these rooms like with that sort of like relaxed, like I can take or leave this job attitude? No, I think I, I think the relaxed take this job or leave this job attitude came after just years of doing it. Like, I think with my first agent, I was like, oh, I finally got one audition. Like, <laughs> I would go in and put way more pressure on myself than I needed to. But especially like with my agent now, I go in so much that it's like, you know, more more second nature, I guess, in a way. Yeah, you've like had the time to build up that confidence. Right. It is the numbers game too. So, you know, once you accept that it's enough, it's a lot of times it's a numbers game. Yeah. And then, and then my husband gets so annoyed, like we'll watch TV and I see someone every other commercial. I'm like, oh, I know that person. Oh, I auditioned with them. I auditioned with them. It's like, babe, who haven't you auditioned with? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. I know I'm annoying. <laughs> Uh, uh, so how do you, how are you going to balance 
things going forward. So you've decided like you're gonna, this is this is you, you're you're gonna keep moving forward, keep pushing forward. How are you gonna balance everything now? I don't quite know. Um, <laughs> I don't, I'm not driving right now. And I, so I'm kind of happy with the fact that things are um, uh, all self-tape for the most part, self-tape. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of thinking like, I'm going to figure it out as I go. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> what else, what else really can you do? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we've talked about so much that you have done already and have accomplished already filming a short, a one woman show. There's just so much that you have already under your belt. Is there something that you haven't done yet that you really want to do? Or is there something that you're working towards right now? Well, there's something that I want to do, which is I really want to write the story of my cancer because that's just crazy in itself. Like, I think the story of my cancer is so intense, especially like it happened during the time of COVID and everything that people are like, no, that just, that wouldn't happen like that. That wouldn't happen like that because it's just, it's like one thing after another, like I went from being intubated to, I broke my hip to, I got COVID and now I'm here I am. Like, it's, it's like that crazy of a story holy shit so you got covid while you were going through treatment and you broke your hip while you were going through treatment yeah holy shit that is so many things to be <laughs> dealing with <laughs> and like yeah it's just crazy so it's like I, I really 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 want to write it and I'd love to produce a pilot for it I'd love to sell it I'd love to make money. Do you see that as a comedy though? Do you like the pilot that is that, would it be a comedy pilot or a drama? I guess it would probably be a, like a dark comedy. Cause you're uh, obviously like, you're a comedian. You're not going to like withhold elements of comedy from your storytelling. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, you know, it's like things like my, my sister-in-law um, being in town to take care of me and having her sit in front of me complaining about her hemorrhoids and like, <laughs> you know I'm like great like I'm sorry you have hemorrhoids sounds rough <laughs> I have cancer and I'm in a wheelchair because I broke my hip like <laughs> oh uh, my gosh so yeah I mean yeah uh I would love to, I would love I think that there I would I would love to see you tell that story really truly yeah. I would love to see that yeah yeah I, I have to start working on it, but yeah, we have to get them moving and all that crap first. So yeah. Yeah. A lot, a lot going on, a lot going on. Well, we really appreciate you coming on today. Do you have any advice for any of our listeners who are maybe thinking about getting into comedy or, or doing comedy or just for, for life in general, just any life advice for anybody? I would say do comedy for life just because it makes you feel good. Like, and I've met so many friends that are like, like lawyers or do they do other things and they still do comedy they make it work so I say just do it do what you want to do do what makes your heart sing Hell yeah 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 make your heart sing make your heart sing make your heart sing Uh, we we should tell we sh I feel like we should tell the America's Got Talent story because uh, I would love to hear this. Yeah, I love that performance. I am obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> so it all it all started from us 
just like where are you like driving to like your dad's or we were we were driving we were leaving that that shoot and um that the, the, remember we shot um those two sketches the the one where we uh zombie it was the zombie one. Oh yeah you the two yes the zombie uh zombie lover, lover. and then the and then the other one, the Femva. Yes. Go watch those sketches so we don't have to explain them. It's irrelevant <laughs> right now. <laughs> but we were like in the car. Yeah, no, we were in the car and the song came on. Um, the Lowrider? Lowrider. And Nikki and I were just like, bark, 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 we just did this like we, we it didn't it happened without words there was no planning we just started balking to the song like one of us did and then the other one joined in and then it was like oh this <laughs> and then we started laughing we're like well let's make a sketch out of this yeah uh so we did <laughs> it was like two chickens on a road trip and then this the this casting director from america's got talent had come to see had come to see a show that was taking place after us and she popped in she got there early so she popped in and watched our show and did she see that actor did she just see like us performing and asked us to submit something to america's got talent i'm trying to remember i think I think she just saw our show and then asked us to submit something. Yeah. And then we were like. So then we recorded that us on stage doing it. But we, she was like, if there was any way you can incorporate more of you. So we were like, yeah. oh, a full car of chicken. And then she was like, what if it's a chicken choir? And we're like, yeah. okay. And then so then we choreographed a song and dance to lowrider and said that to them and then they were like do you have another song you can perform and then we're like so then we started recording other songs done it might <laughs> like we're sending a new video every time to like different songs that are like now public domain songs okay uh so like we have like what like four like three different yeah versions of us doing this choreographed chicken song dance to different songs and then finally we were we we nailed because they were like oh we can't use that song that that song won't get approved blah 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 so finally we did it to the Nutcracker right yes yeah. we did it to the Nutcracker and that like got us through. <laughs> We were on the show. Dressed as chickens. And Jess was awesome. Jess really, like, took the reins on it. We're, like, getting, recording us, like, getting our, our friend Terry to help out. And then, like, you, you even, like, Jess even got shoes for us, like, white canvas shoes and, like, dyed them and got us these little, like, these fur costumes that would be easy to put on. It was, like, you really took the wing <laughs> <laughs> those costumes yeah. were great you guys looked so fabulous uh, so, so silly so silly yeah that was such a cool that was such a cool experience and like it was such a great thing to like do with you know your friends and yeah I love that performance and I'm like 
I wanted to see the whole thing. I think this is what I don't love about America's Got Talent as like a concept. Cause like if you get X or whatever, then they just stop it. And I'm like, I wanted to see the rest of that. Excuse me. Because <laughs> we have friends that also auditioned and their bit, like they played almost their entire bit and their bit yeah. was poking each other in the belly button. Yeah. I know. And we had a full choreographed dance that we didn't get to do like even yeah. 10 it was devastating I was so I'm not gonna lie I was so mad I was like how do you not at least not see where that's going like how how like how do you just decide that fast you don't want to see where that's going I was so mad we were the last ones of the night they were tired and they were just like wanted to get out of there yeah we had already gotten bumped once uh, to like the following week. And so it was like going to be a thing of like, they were either going to bump us again uh, or we could just do it and get it like, get it done with. And they were like, just to get it done with. And then they, they exit out right away. But we kind of had a feeling we we're like, no matter when, <laughs> when they exit out, we are going to do, we're all going <laughs> to do this thing where we sort of like do our final move, which is sort of like this collapse thing like we sort of collapse into this ballet like ballet collapse pose yeah (laughs) so we like so as soon as we got x'd out we're we're just like (laughs) falling like uh like the Um, really tube men thing oh yeah yeah yeah. we sort of like we all sort of collapsed like that (laughs) but that was super fun uh memory for for the books oh yeah so much fun it's been so much fun having you on here to talk about you (laughs) i feel like i'm getting more and more awkward on this podcast as we interview people i'm just like it's good have you here like it is good to have you here uh but i feel like as you know we I, I feel like w- the conversations where we get to like really get into it and have more emotional and sort of deep conversations are the harder ones to end, in my opinion, just because it's like, there's just so much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it is, it is really cool. Uh, it is really cool having you on here today. And I got emotional at the top just because like, oh, like, <laughs> like it really hit me that like, oh my God, I, I really could have lost you. Like I, like for me personally, I was like uh, selfishly, it was like, I could have lost you. I could have not experienced getting to talk to you on this podcast because you've been so just like instrumental in my life in so many, in so many different ways. And I just think you're, I mean, Jess, I think you're incredible. Like you inspire me all the time. Even before all of this, you were like such a huge inspiration to me all the time with your like and like insane work ethic but like chill attitude like it would uh, it would amaze me you were like you were like the pothead who like I was like I have no excuses like if I'm gonna be a, like a weed a weed smoker then I have to like keep up with Jess because like you are killing it all the time like I can't be like I don't know that I, well I don't know if that means <laughs> I used to say you were the most productive pothead I've ever met but even outside of that, like, you're just the most productive person I think I have ever met. Like, and I know we like put a lot of value on productivity and we shouldn't like you know, do that or whatever, but um, sorry, I'm rambling, but I just want to tell you that, that I think it, I don't, if I didn't have such a great role model 
uh, and such a great partner for all of those years, like I genuinely don't know where I would be um, of having somebody who like keeps me motivated and keeps me on track and uh, has grown amazing opportunities my way. I would not have been on Fembot PhD if it weren't for you. And that genuinely changed my life. Like, I don't know where I would be without you, Jessica. Oh, I, love uh, I love you so much. Okay. All right. <laughs> like I have, I have more than a crush on you. I love you forever and ever. And I love you forever and ever. Okay. <laughs> all right. Okay. So we're all crying now. Cool. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for coming on today. Oh, thanks for having me. <laughs> Jess, thank you so much for being here. It was um, just just so great to be able to talk to you and to have you tell your story and like to share with us. I really appreciate it. And I know Nikki does. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to say thank you as well. Thank you so much. I cannot right, well, wait to see what else you do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Everything else from here on out is just like going to be magic. Well, I just, I told myself, I was like, I'm like, the, the circumstances are different because I almost died and I could die at any moment. So I'm just like, I'm not holding back. That's what I decided. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Well, I'm excited to see what happens with, with you and your life. You're, uh, you're amazing and you're a great person and people love you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Woo. Um, thank you again, Jessica, so much for being here. It was just so great to have her on our podcast today. Yes, it was so great having Jess here to talk. And you can catch her work on Instagram uh, at Jess underscore, underscore Amal or uh, on at Fembot PhD on YouTube. You can check out Jessica's character work and sketches that she's written, um, as well as our incredible America's Got Talent performance. <laughs> and if you uh, liked what you heard, and if you want to support us, uh, our podcast and the network that we're on, we're going to spend a few minutes here and just talk to you about our Patreon. Uh, yes, we are the Period Podcast Network. We are a network made by she's and they's for everyone. And it's really cool. We're all working together. And the concept behind our network is that everybody, every single podcast that's on the network, we all kind of get paid the same. We are all working together to build up uh, build up each podcast, like high tides, raise all ships. Uh, but we need your support in order to do that. <laughs> Kate, tell us a little bit about some of the podcasts that you can see on the Period Podcast Network. Oh my gosh, just so many great podcasts, starting with Tinseltown Tea, which is a movie review and Hollywood gossip podcast. There's Comadrezi Comics, which is a podcast that highlights the Latinx community in comic book culture. There's Yes, a Stripper, a podcast about strippers and sex workers and interviews with people in those industries and their allies. There's Girl Boner, which is a health and sexuality and empowerment podcast. Elaine's Cooking for the Soul, which is a post-apocalyptic cooking podcast hosted in a dentist's office. Yes, it's very exciting. And we have a Patreon. Uh, we'd love uh, 
to see your support if we could. Because, uh, you know, the best way to support is not only just to listen and to appreciate and share, but also, you know, share some of the dollar dollar if you got it. And our price is not high. For $5 a month, you can get, um, ex- uh, you get an exclusive zine that is created by all of the, uh, all of the participants on the network. Uh, we're creating some really cool artwork, some articles, some poetry. It's really, really neat. And then at $10 a month, you can, uh, you'll get exclusive bonus content from each of the, uh, each of the podcasts. Uh, it's very exciting. There's also a bigger option for like a group Zoom that's like $20. And we highly suggest that because we're all very fun people. So check it out. If you support uh, marginalized voices in podcasting, if you feel like there should be more of them, which you should, guilt, 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 uh, check out all of the podcasts on the network. You can go to periodpodcastnetwork.com. You can also find a link to our Patreon there. Thank you so much uh, for joining us.